Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 200th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Rebel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing adequate, Cam. How are you? Only adequate? Wow. Okay, well, I should have said, like, stupendous for today, considering it's uh, 200. 200th episode. The big 200. Can you believe it? When do we start this thing? I was summer of 2008. Four years ago, probably. Yeah, somewhere around four years ago. About 50 weeks in the year, week well, episode. One summer. I think August, July or August, maybe, of yeah. 2018. We can probably find out somehow. One summer we did every other week. True. Our first one, May. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Well, here we are. Yeah. Here we are, 200 episodes later. Um. If you're watching on YouTube, we've got sauces out in front of us. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I'll explain the sauces. <laughs> okay. Way too excited. Uh, what are we talking about this week? We've got maybe some conference realignment. We have a little bit of recap of the summit recruiting weekend last weekend for Mizzou football. Uh, some Mizzou basketball stuff. A new commitment already for class of 2023. Uh, but before we get into any of that, please don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review on the podca- podcast platform that you listen to us on. And you can support us on Patreon, just like our two newest subscribers did, Matthew Tilly and Brandon Garofalo. Thank you both, newest supporters on Patreon. And if you support on Patreon you get access to exclusive content and as soon as we're done recording this regular old episode (laughs) we are doing a wing challenge uh you can only access this through patreon and uh we're going to you're going to consume these condiments yep and it's going to be painful yeah we are going to completely rip off the concept of hot ones we'll probably eat a wing and then uh we're gonna we've written some trivia questions for each other that producer cameron's gonna read do the questions, and we will proceed through 10 levels of increasingly hot <clears throat> wings together. And we uh, didn't design it very well because it gets hot really quickly. We have way too many <laughs> of sauces that are way too hot. It's like by the third wing, it's like, this is extremely dangerous to your health. And that's why we're not professionals at this. No. you got to leave it up to whatever the guy's name is mm-hmm. that does hot ones. Um, I do need to uh say something because we have a twitter follower at jacobson joshua uh he said he would subscribe on patreon if we did a wing challenge so <laughs> we're doing this for you buddy this is literally the only reason we're doing this so uh you better subscribe or else we're coming for you uh really though it's okay if you don't subscribe it's, uh, it's still spurred us on it was a good idea yeah we're in a recession uh, we get it yeah we understand you know <laughs> Uh, money's a little tight sometimes no big deal we'll be here for you regardless but if you want to see us eat the wings you got to subscribe on patreon um it's going to be painful i don't know what to tell you i'm looking forward to it we got some regular buffalo sauce just to have something edible Uh, everything else (laughs) like half of our hot sauces say use one drop at a time so we'll see how it goes um 
I guess let's get into the first topic. Uh, it's a fun one. According to John Wilner on Twitter, USC and UCLA are planning to leave the leave for the Big Ten as early as 2024. Have, I mean, was this completely out of left field for you? Yeah. I, I mean, it was for me. I And maybe I just haven't been following this this topic as closely as others this uh, this past summer or whatever it's been. But I was shocked by this, and I maybe I shouldn't have been. But this, I mean, throw out everything, man. Throw out, um, like, geographical. Geography altogether. Geography. It doesn't exist anymore. No. I mean, and producer Cameron, I know this is going to drive you crazy because, I, you know, you're a little bit of a, I wouldn't say OCD, but just a little bit of perfectionist when it comes to certain things. And yeah. we are going to have a conference where UCLA is playing against Rutgers in the same conference or USC versus Maryland. Like, what are we doing here? It might be faster to go the other way around the globe. <laughs> coast to coast. Just go over the top. Literally, yep. you have to go over China, and that'll be faster than just going across the old yeah uh, continental but uh so that that is ridiculous and that's that's nuts to me but i think that is just the direction we are headed in college sports i mean we talk we've talked about nil a lot the last few weeks and how that's just like causing chaos and conferences don't matter anymore and uh it's a little sad to me because i think that's something that's kind of fun is especially being a part of something like the sec which is a powerhouse of college football it just means more it just means more and it's it's fun to be able to like you know com- compare how the SEC does it versus you know some of the other Power Five conferences and be into to say that your team is a part of that and um and in both basketball and football I, I think the kind of uh, the interconference rivalries are, are fun and kind of representing your your conference is cool. Well, didn't the SEC start this whole thing? I mean, not only with uh, adding Missouri and Texas A and M, but they really started it by adding oh, you and Oklahoma Texas. and Texas. I agree, yeah. That, Geographically, it makes more sense than this, but it's kind of like, I feel like that was the first, like... That was like, we're already full, and we're going to take two more just because they're, like, powerhouse programs yeah. with a lot of money. Yeah. And that, I yeah, I definitely think that was, like, the first real domino of, like, okay, we might be moving to two conferences, like, before, you know, in the next 10 years. This might be two massive conferences and I don't know. I don't know that's where we're headed, but it's it's going to be different. Interesting that those two, uh, obviously, they're Los Angeles uh, universities, um, neighbors and everything. Interesting that they wouldn't want to build up the Pac-12 or whatever it is, you know, into yeah. something. Oh, that dream is dead. Yeah. Yeah, the Pac-12. I feel like the Pac-12 has a notoriously terrible leadership is what I believe I've heard, like, which is shocking, I know. Like, like leadership is, like, I don't know. They're just not that focused on mm. bettering the conference and stuff. And uh, it has suffered for it in the last decade or so, in my opinion. And maybe that's why these schools are looking to go somewhere else. But what is the Pac-12 when these teams are gone? Well, that's what I was about to say. Is there um, – could you see the, Pac- the remnants of the Pac-12 and the Big 12 joining forces to create this uh, – conference of schools nobody wants yeah it's very possible when we did our uh a little hypothetical realignment uh episode a couple summers ago mm-hmm. that was something that i struggled with was like those you know the colorados of the world like where does this program fit in like a geographic geographically it's just in the middle of nowhere like wyoming some of those like kind of mountain west schools mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, wouldn't that be weird if Colorado like went back to the Big Twelve? That would be kind of bizarre. Yeah, I could see a merging of the of the leftovers of both of those conferences into a, a new entity mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be. We might have to revisit a uh, conference realignment and do some hypothetical yeah. conferences that'd again. Be, mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Uh, since some like actual movement has happened like yeah. since that since we did that. Okay, so I have one thing I want to ask you about, and it might be a little bit of a hot take. Okay, okay. Um, How many Scoville units is this hot probably take? Probably at least a million. Okay. Um, okay, and this isn't necessarily even, like, my opinion about the topic, but I just kind of wanted to, like, every time somebody brings up the, I don't know, Missouri not being in the SEC, it's met with extreme resistance, like... Oh, just like as a proposition? Yeah, like what if Missouri moved to the Big Ten? Sure. And I feel like on Twitter, I see so much resistance to that, Just but just like super simple, like, no. Nope, that will never happen. Uh, you're an idiot for even suggesting it. But I feel like I don't really see a lot of like actual like good reasons why maybe Missouri could move. And I'm not saying that there are a lot of great reasons for them to move, but... Um, I don't see a lot of reasons that are great for them to stay in the SEC necessarily is what I should have said. Mm. But um, Money. Okay, well, that's what I'm getting at is why do fans, like, prioritize the financial, like, budgets of these schools? Like, what difference does it make if the SEC uh, pays out $65 million at the end mm-hmm. of the year mm-hmm. and the Big the Big Ten pays out sixty-two? What's that $3 million difference? Like, what does that change in your life? Why are oh, yeah. you worried about the athletic department? Well, budget? yeah, from a fan's point of view, it doesn't really change anything. Except, I feel like that's the that's like one thing that's a measurable something to latch onto right. to kind of drive a narrative, and it's something you can look to and be like, uh, you know, more money equals good. Okay, and I can understand that. So, well, I, what about this measurable? Mm-hmm. What if Missouri won more? in a different conference and within reason i'm not saying go to the Sun Belt, but what if missouri was in the big 10 and that means in football over the next decade they're averaging eight and a half wins a year instead of six and a half in the sec i mean yeah. if we knew that for sure sure like wouldn't that wouldn't you want that yeah i think fans would take that for sure um i think i think what you the response you would get I don't think there's very many fans out there that would say, no, I would rather be guaranteed about two wins fewer each season. Yeah, just to make a little, maybe a little bit more money at the end of the year. Right. That you'll because, never see. Right, because the money aspect is theoretically going to result in better performance down the line. Sure. But, I just don't know that the financial aspect is as large between conferences as people think it is. And maybe it was five, ten years ago. But well, uh, I would say comparing the Big Twelve to the SEC, the Big Twelve, I think, then you know that kind of jump. It's like yeah, and I don't think there's very many fans. I could be wrong on this, but I don't think there's very many fans that, if you rewound to, um, you know, not knowing anything about the last whatever ten years since we've been in the SEC, I think the fans that are happy in the SEC would have welcomed a switch to the Big Ten. I think if you polled Missouri fans back then, I think there's a decent chance that the Big Ten would be a more favored landing spot over the SEC when Missouri first moved. That's possible. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not advocating that Missouri should move to the Big Ten, but I think that um, it maybe should be 
at least met with a little bit more open mind than it is that I've seen online. I'm perfectly happy in the SEC. It's it's great to be a part of the best football conference in America. And that's probably the biggest reason for me is it's it's great to be a part of a conference that's not going anywhere. It's not in danger of uh, of sinking because uh, its best members are going to leave. We don't right. have that problem to worry about. Yeah, and I think people would be resistant to a second change at this point, um, even if it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. Even if Missouri had moved to the Big Ten and then people were like, well, the SEC would have been good. I think people would be shutting that down. I agree. I think it's just like, yeah, we're going to be happy with, we're going to be like proud of where we are right now. And, um, you know, we, we don't want to disparage our current situation because we want to be seen as having made the right decision and everything's great. Mm -hmm. Well, I will throw out that I don't know that it means anything necessarily, but the guy that broke the news this morning about UC, uh, USC and UCLA, John Wilner, uh, added later in the day, uh, don't assume the Big Ten is done. Mm. Also added, now this is more of his personal, personal opinion, I guess, really, than, than factual reporting, but he says, if I'm the Big Ten and I want to get to 18, the short list is Washington, Oregon, North Carolina, Duke, and Missouri. Yeah, I did see that tweet. So that's, again, just his, his opinion, yeah. but it is interesting. I think that you may see some talk in the next couple of years about um, who is going to be in the Big Ten next after the, after these two schools. Yeah, I, I don't know what the Big Ten would think they have to offer Missouri, though. I think that's, for me, if I'm trying to think about it from the university's point of view and the athletic department's point of view. Right. I don't know what the Big Ten would be bringing to the table. No. I think there's almost more motivation from a fan perspective than the people actually making sure. decisions within the athletic department. Like I think it, you could make the argument that Missouri is maybe a better cultural fit in the big 10. There's probably some more, uh, better rivalries in yeah. that conference than the sec. Um, at least at this moment in yeah. time, but mm-hmm. financially and the, for the people that are making decisions, actual decisions when they're looking at the pros and cons, I think it makes a lot more sense to probably stay in the sec. But I just am curious always like, you know, what, what uh, the fans value in in thinking about what conference they want to be in. And I know there's there's a few uh, people that would probably say they'd rather be in the Big Ten, but I understand it either way. Well, we can find out if people leave us a comment on the YouTube video and let us know what you think. Are you happy in the SEC? Probably. No reason necessarily not to be, but what do you think about it's the tough. Big Ten and uh, the original decision to switch, all that stuff? Be interested to hear people's thoughts. Um, let's see. Okay, let's move on to a recap of the summit football recruiting event last weekend. Um, I've just got a couple points here to touch on. I guess the biggest would be that we actually got a commitment out of it, and it was exactly who we said was most likely to pull the trigger if uh, that offer was there from the Mizzou side. Uh, defensive back Nicholas Deloach, he committed to Mizzou, uh, I think, just before the event or like yeah, I think it was like right it was after happening. maybe, or yeah, oh. maybe he was still on campus when it was it either happened. before, during, or after the event. I can confirm that's true. And uh, yeah, Nicholas Deloach from Cahokia, Illinois, kind of plays as a small school, but definitely a standout player. Uh, where he really separated himself, though, was at a seven-on-seven camp that Missouri saw him at pretty recently. And uh 
his recruitment moved very fast once he was discovered and they realized, okay, I think this guy's good enough to give him a shot. Um, I think it was within a week or two that he was on campus and committed. So it just, I mean, his other offers were Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa. So, you know, if we knew that if Missouri wanted to make him a priority, they would probably get him. Yeah. And it seems like Missouri was confident enough that he would potentially garner more uh, big time That's offers true. yeah, and they wanted to get in before that had a chance to, you know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's uh six one one seventy. uh, you know, he plays wide receiver in high school. He is, so he has, he has good hands. He's long arms, um, athletic build for sure. So yeah, absolutely. The kind of guy that if he has a strong senior year could, could blow up and, um, is there, you want to get in before that happens? Uh, then another little bit of exciting news is uh, offensive lineman Caden Green, who's one of the top players in the state of Missouri for his class, one of the best players, uh, most highly rated players in the country. Um, his reaction and uh, in interviews and stuff after this recruiting event were glowing mm-hmm. um, about his time on campus. And he even, even went as far as saying like, um, you know, it's really making him think. I'm not getting the words exactly, but paraphrasing. Yeah. uh, He's Missouri made a pitch that uh, I think maybe he wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. to like as much as he does. Right. And uh, hit both of his parents on Twitter, uh, you know, shouted out the university and specifically said what a good time they had uh, on campus. Yeah. I think he, uh, he said something like Missouri threw us for a loop. Um, So it sounds like whatever, Whatever pitch they made, you know, obviously he's been to campus a hundred times. Like something was different about this visit. I'm sure it was NIL related, but, um, you know, Missouri is in the best football conference in the world. Like we just said, they have the ability to uh, to make impressive financial offers, I'm sure, for guys they really prioritize. And I'm sure that and Caden Green is would be the crown jewel potentially of this class if he were to commit. So he is uh, number one priority right now, probably. And he was I'm sure he was treated that way. You don't use NIL as a rec- recruiting tool. Oh, that's exactly right. I'm sure they didn't talk about it Nobody at all. Nobody does that, especially not Texas A&M. That's true also. Did you see that there was a video of uh, Jimbo? Like uh, What a bad name. Yeah. There's a video <laughs> of him saying to recruits on a visit. He's like gesturing towards the stadium. They're like in the stadium. He's gesturing towards the stands. And he says, this place will be full of people basically saying this stadium would be full of people with a lot of money and they'll give you some if you come here <laughs> I, yeah i mean jimbo's not that interesting of a guy like he's got to be his name is the most interesting thing about him that's true like he's got to be just offering these guys straight cash like if he's number like they're literally recruiting better than anyone in the country like jimbo's not that exciting guys it's there's there's something else going on here yeah I was I was like reached for my water bottle and I like picked up almost picked up one of these hot sauces mm. like almost open, drank it. Open one up and just set yeah. it there. Yeah, Tem- that, <laughs> I'll do that later. Okay, yeah, I'll just let that just kind of fill the room, the aroma. Uh, then the last uh, thing that I have for the summit recap, uh, I just have down Jamal Roberts. <laughs> yeah, take uh, it away from there. Jamal Roberts uh, was another visitor um, this past weekend, and he pretty promptly announced a commitment date for this upcoming Sunday. I think that's July the 3rd at noon. Um, and so Jamal Roberts, is an uh, he's listed as an athlete um, from St. Mary's, Missouri. Uh, he's most likely going to play running back in college, but um, he's, got a, he's got a fun highlight tape for sure. He's kind of a bigger back. He's uh, six foot 200, 
and has some good has some good speed. Definitely, if he gets out in space, he is he's gonna blow by you. So, um, kind of uh, I, I he I wouldn't say he's under recruited. I don't know that he has like um, you know a, a lot of SEC offers or anything like that. But a lot of like Power Five level schools are interested for sure and have offered. So I think that would be a pretty good get. Do you have a I, prediction? I, I think it's Missouri. Yeah, okay. I, I I feel pretty good about um, Missouri's chances there. Uh, off the top of your head, uh, Caden Green, his commitment date is July eighth. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up, and yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week. Like uh, Missouri had the final say in in his recruitment. They were the last official visit. Um, they pretty much had to pull out all the stops to have a remote shot, and they did that. And so they we'll have see. a remote shot. I would definitely say I'd I'd give Missouri a shot in this one, and I don't know that I would have a few weeks ago. I think I still think uh, Oklahoma is probably a sixty to seventy percent favorite, but um, you know I don't think that I'd be completely blown away if, if it's Missouri. Um, okay, I think that'll do it for our summit event recap. Looking forward to those commitment dates. Um, and I will switch gears and go basketball. Uh, first thing I have here, big news. Uh, former Mizzou guard Phil Pressey is returning to Mizzou basketball as a graduate assistant. Mm-hmm. So he'll be on the bench uh, helping the guys, learning from Coach Gates, and uh, apparently taking graduate-level classes at the university. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I got to love this for sure. I mean, Phil Pressey is uh, – I don't know, man. He's kind of a legend, and uh, and for from, sure from our, I would say our glory days for sure of watching yeah. Mizzou basketball. Like, mm. uh, was those 2012, 2013 seasons yeah. for sure? Um, gotta love Phil Pressey. Yeah, uh, all-time leader in assists in only three seasons, and I think tied for first all-time in steals. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They uh, that 19 and 19 game he mm. had uh, at UCLA was insane if he had stayed for a fourth year he could have you know wiped the floor with the record oh, books there yeah i that i think about that all the time like what what would have happened if he stayed another year but i uh i think it, back in the day i actually like projected like what if he repeated his junior season as far as assist numbers mm-hmm. uh if he repeated that his senior year i think he would have been something like seventh all time in the history of division one basketball Whew. He had some serious offensive weapons to distribute to uh, in a couple of his years, for sure. But yeah. that doesn't change how how uh, talented he was. Um, speaking of former Tigers that are very talented, Jonte Porter and Jeremiah Tillman will be participating in the NBA Summer League. Jonte uh, with the Nuggets and Tillman with the Orlando Magic. I was a little surprised to hear about Jonte. I kind of feel like I haven't heard about him in a while, and you know he dealt with some knee injuries and stuff so um yeah pleasantly surprised to hear Jonte's gonna get another shot and um i think this is tillman's way this will be his second summer league yeah he's yeah. he's been grinding yeah. uh, in the like uh i don't know the minor leagues basically mm. trying to make his make his breakthrough i loved watching the summer league a few years ago sometimes i feel like i enjoy it almost as much or more than the actual nba season because it's a lot of college guys I know and stuff, and just like and they're working hard exactly. to try to get a I roster spot. I think that's why I like it is because I can just tell they're just giving them one hundred percent, and you, that's not always the case. And it's regular regular season NBA games. It's just not always the case. But the summer league games, man, they're they're trying as hard as they possibly can. Don't get Kyle started on the NBA. No, I'm, a, I'm an old man about it. Is it inner boomer will come out. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely true. 
All right. Then the biggest news on the basketball side of things is we got a commitment. Anthony Robinson, the second, I guess we don't, not junior, the second, the second. Yeah. Um, a three-star point guard from Tallahassee, Florida. Kind of just uh, picked them up right out of Florida State's backyard. Right out of their uh, their breadbasket. Literally out of their, like, uh, the high school that is affiliated with the university. <laughs> Something tells me that uh, he knows Missouri State, or not Missouri State, Missouri has a uh, <laughs> connection with Florida State. Yeah. Um, could, could be wrong about that, but. Uh, I watched some of his highlight videos on YouTube. Um, I was impressed, honestly. I think mm-hmm. he didn't look like a three, like a honestly the recruiting services have him as like a fringe three-star slash unranked point guard um i was pretty impressed i think his shooting form looks terrific that Mm -hmm. looks like you know just get some reps in the gym and with that shooting form he ought to be able to shoot lights out i don't see any reason not and he's very athletic i think for a point guard good size needs to put on some weight uh He's listed at 6'3", 155. Pretty thin. A little slender, but... Um, Would you say that, at least in his highlights, uh, he lives up to the nickname Ankle Bully? <laughs> yeah, his nickname is Ankle Bully. I think that's um, great, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of an aggressive yeah. nickname. Uh, he definitely has some nice little dribble moves, uh, hesitation, uh, in-out dribble, stuff like that, and... Uh, yeah, I think he, sure. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've never heard that one before. I haven't either. So I like it. Points for originality. For sure. Uh, this staff is going crazy with offers in a good way. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving this, man. This is like uh, just everything that we were hoping for in the previous uh, coaching staff for sure. I mean, it is as opposite as you could possibly yeah. ever see. Yeah, it's almost like we haven't really been mentioning every single offer that goes out because there's just too many. And um, when it gets a little bit closer, but, you know, we didn't really see this. This kind of came out of nowhere. He uh, was on campus and they offered him and he committed just really quick. Uh, Definitely, uh, I think I saw an Auburn offer maybe, but uh, and Florida State like just offered right before he committed. Mm. So I think that was another example on the basketball side of Missouri finding a guy they wanted and wanting to just lock it up before too many big players get involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he already had a somewhat of a relationship with uh, coach young and maybe coach Gates himself. How many spots do they have for the 23 class? That's a great question. Somebody knows it. Uh, I mean, they have quite a few guys who are seniors yeah. I'm doing air quotes because of COVID year. I think there's three that can't come back at all. And then maybe three more that could leave or yeah. could come back. Yeah, there, I feel like there's going to be at least five or six vacancies probably. And there's always transfers, like even, yeah, you know, count on it. Have you noticed? Uh, I feel like Missouri put out a, they've been putting out some basketball content, some off season stuff. I mm-hmm. feel like Aiden Shaw's been been killing it, and as far as what I've seen, yeah, uh, specifically they posted a video of him doing a max vertical. It was like you know, you know, yeah. Uh, leading it's not like uh what's Jump, it jumping up and touching the yeah but what's it called when you just stand still uh Vert- vertical, vertical leap yeah i don't know max vert is like when you get a few steps running mm-hmm. into your jump mm-hmm. the other one standing is just like, vertical yeah standing vertical yeah 
Yeah, he Duncan has Wyatt. unbelievable. Measured 49 inches. That's, That's crazy. And, I mean, he's already, like, tall and long, too. So I yeah. feel like he could probably touch, like, 15 feet in the air. <laughs> Pretty close. Sheesh. He could dunk on a 14-foot goal. Yeah, I don't know. There was people on Twitter saying, like, oh, shot blocker. And I honestly, I knew he had, with his size and athleticism, good defensive versatility. But I never really thought of him as a, like, playing the four and then being kind of like a rim protector. If he can do that, sounds good to me. Yeah, he'll see he'll see the floor pretty quickly if he can do that. Yeah, but they've been posting weight room stuff, some practice stuff. And Isaiah Mosley's there. Yep. Um, I don't know. I eat all of that stuff up. Obviously, probably most of our listeners do. Eat it up like, like hot wings. Yeah. Any glimpse of the team with the, the new faces and. Yep. Hmm. I want all of it. Um, can't have all of it, dude. There's 75 of them. <laughs> 75 wings. We're going to put one drop of ghost pepper sauce on each one of them. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Except I for think so. wing eating. Uh, mm. more, more news, honestly, than we're used to this time of year. Yeah. So, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Louis Hernandez, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, and Brandon Garofalo. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Brandon. And you can find this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. We're on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod. We just uh, uploaded our new logo. And you can email us at MizzouSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our restocked t-shirts of the original logo, stickers, the new stickers. Go check those out. Got the new Tiger logo at MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Subscribe to Patreon to see the uh, wing challenge, and we will see you next week. Bye.